Your Brain at Work by David Rock. One sentence summary. Your Brain at Work helps you overcome the daily challenges that take away your brain power, like constant email and interruption madness, high levels of stress, lack of control and high expectations, by showing you what goes on inside your head and giving you new approaches to control it better. My favorite quote from the author is, We all often think about what's easy to think about, rather than what's right to think about. David Rock Dr. David Rock is an expert when it comes to the state of high performance. He's trained over 10,000 people thanks to his background in neuroscience and leadership and showed them how to get the most out of their brain. Your Brain at Work is his most popular book, which dives into the brains of Emily and Paul, two fictional characters. As they go through their day, they face a lot of challenges, like information overload, lack of focus, emotions boiling over, and trying to give feedback to others without criticizing them. The book breaks apart what happens in the human brain in situations like these, and helps you deal with those very same challenges in a better way in your own life. Neither Emily nor Paul have made it into Blinkist's summary of the book, but there's still a lot to learn from it. Here are the three lessons I like the best. 1. Your ability to think is limited, so don't multitask. 2. When you compete against your own self from the day before, you boost your brain power. 3. Don't give feedback, help others find the answer on their own. Ready to kick your brain into the next gear? Time to learn. Your Brain at Work Lesson 1 Your ability to think is limited, just like your willpower. So remove distractions and don't multitask. This answers the question, how can I use my thinking power the right way? You might know that your willpower is limited and that all you can do to get it back after a long tiring day is rest, get plenty of sleep and recover. Well, your ability to think and solve problems is the same. A study way back from 1898 had its participants exert physical force on something called a dynamometer while solving a tough mental task in their head. When people thought hard about the problem they had to solve, they lost up to 50% of their physical force. Yes, thinking is exhausting and eventually your brain needs to take a break. Things get even worse if you multitask. It lowers your IQ by up to 10 points. The effect is similar to missing a night's sleep and is caused by your brain being in alert mode for too long, until it loses its grip on things. Rock suggests two solutions to this. Number one, ruthlessly prioritize your tasks, which is a thinking act in itself and will take a mental toll, so do it in the morning while you're still fresh. And number two, turn your most important tasks into habits and let them run on autopilot, thus conserving energy. Your Brain at Work, Lesson 2. When you compete against your own self from the day before, you boost your brain power. This answers the question, how can I boost my brain power? Ha, I told you I was right. Feels good to say that sometimes, right? Of course, you can admit it. That's okay. We all crave a little status sometimes. That's why we buy fancy designer clothes, spend hours arguing with our friend about who's right, and feel better when we see someone who's a few steps behind us in their journey. That's because feeling a sense of elevated status leads to higher dopamine and serotonin levels, which are two of your happiness hormones, and lower cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone. This even helps you think better, because thanks to those hormones, 
Your neurons can connect faster, meaning you take less time to process information. Some computers have an overboost function, where the processor can go beyond its usual speed for a little while. This is similar, but it's your brain on steroids we're talking about here. Here's where it gets interesting. Because your brain uses the same neurons to perceive yourself as it does when it assesses other people, you can just increase your status over your own past self and trigger the same effect. Owning your skills, for example by improving your game on the basketball court a tiny bit every day, will release more happiness hormones due to feeling better than yesterday's self and help you learn faster. Man, talk about a life hack, huh? Your brain at work, lesson 3. Instead of giving direct feedback, help others see the solution on their own. This answers the question, how can I best get others to take my advice? Yes, we all need some tough love sometimes. But have you realized how hard it is to convince someone to do what you suggest, even when they're openly admitting their problem to you? You might tell them straight up, do X, Y and Z and your problem will be solved. Yet, they will take forever to implement it. That's because they didn't come up with a solution on their own. Only when we discover a solution or insight ourselves do we truly understand it and can implement it without hesitation. Giving advice only helps 8% of the time. So instead, be people's coach. Guide them towards their own insights. Ask the right questions and elevate their status, for example by saying, I'm sure you did your best, let's sit down together and work this out. And acknowledging their skills. Reduce their anxiety and stress and foster a positive attitude and make them feel in control. And soon, they will see the solution just as clearly as you do. My personal takeaways from your brain at work for 2017. Alright, I want to give you some practical anti-multitasking anti things you can do here. And I also want to dive a little deeper into the coaching idea. Um, this is something, there's a great quote, uh, I think Tony Stubblebine said that one, the CEO of Coach.me, and he said, very interesting, he said, a great coach is much more often defined by the quality of his questions than the quality of his answers. And that quote has stuck with me ever since. It was probably a year or two ago that I heard this. I was like, wow, he's right. So every time uh, I had a coaching client stuck with, with some roadblock, I tried to remember this and go, hmm, okay, so not what's what should I tell them what they should do because often I knew the solution. I was like, yeah, if he just did or if she just did X, Y, and Z, she would be there. But that's people don't learn that way. So I always try to phrase the solution as a question and then say something like, do you think if you tried X that could work or um, how do you think you can get around this problem or what potential solution do you see for this or whatever it was, even if it if the question wasn't that good, if it was phrased as a question and the person thought, hmm, yeah, that, w that makes sense and they answered their own sort of question, um, that was super helpful. That that reduced the time between insight and implementation um, by a, a massive magnitude. So that said, uh, keep in mind 
always try to ask people questions and try to try to get people to that moment to that aha moment so they can have it on their own because that's the most powerful uh, way to get others to improve themselves and to encourage change and the other thing is uh, I have a massive list of various things you can do to avoid multitasking uh, I'm ripping on the same ones over and over again because I think most people are better off doing three out of 30 uh, that give you like 80% of the results than uh, just reading the list and doing none at all. Um, a huge one is putting your phone out of sight. So what I've noticed is when I keep my phone, and I'm actually going to grab it for this one, when I keep my phone next to my laptop and I have it in sight, I will naturally grab it and check it a lot more often than if I put it behind my laptop screen and I tuck it away just so that I don't see it. And the classic out of sight, out of mind rule applies. So that's a great hack to not take your, not grab your phone as often, not be as distracted by that. Um, another one you can try if you're working in a place where you are approached and interrupted by other people often, you can wear headphones. So it doesn't have to be big ones. Big ones are more scary for others to then approach you and talk to you. But even small ones like the in-ear, the earbuds or what they're called, they will do. So if you put those in, people will think, ah, he or she's busy. I'm not going to interrupt them. So that's a great way to multitask less. Um, on your computer, there's a ton of things you can do. I mean, you can swipe your desktop, make it clean and neat, remove all the icons. Uh, if you have some kind of toolbar, you can remove that or have it uh, disappear uh, at the bottom of the screen instead of having it in constant sight. Um, you can go full screen mode. Of course, you can block social media apps and stuff like that too. Um, and another one I would recommend is just cleaning up your desk. I think a lot of people don't do that, but if there's a ton of things lying around on your desk, that's a ton of things vying for your attention and saying, grab me, deal with me, process me, and so on. But if you just have your laptop, then all you have as a tool is your laptop, and that makes you more focused. So I hope those help implement the no multitasking idea from your brain at work. I'm sure you'll find plenty of other ways you can do this, and see you on the next summary.